Now on WCHL, a page from D.G. Martin's notebook. The case of the Wilmington 10 amounts to one of the most egregious instances of injustice and political repression from the post-World War II black freedom struggle. These are the opening words of Kenneth Jenkins' book, The Wilmington 10, Violence, Injustice, and the Rise of Black Politics in the 1970s. They alert readers to the importance of the story he tells and also to the passionate viewpoint from which he writes. That story begins in 1971 when the treatment of black students in Wilmington's newly integrated high schools prompted a boycott and demonstrations, followed by violent confrontations and the burning of small businesses. It ended only on December 31st, 2002, when Beverly Perdue, the governor, issued a pardon of innocence for 10 people who had been charged and convicted of arson and related crimes in connection with the 1971 burnings. Jenkins sets out the tortured story that took place between those two dates. First, since no other black church was willing to host boycotters' potentially inflammatory demonstrations, they established their headquarters at a mixed-race United Church of Christ church led by white pastor Eugene Templeton. And Templeton asked his denomination for help for the protesting students. They sent Ben Chavis, who had been active in other eastern North Carolina towns. And after Chavis arrived, Confrontations among demonstrators, white power groups, and law enforcement officials accelerated. Then on the night of February 6, 7, 1971, Mike's Grocery was destroyed by fire. Then a year later, in March 1972, Chavis and others associated with the boycotts and demonstrations were arrested and charged with arson. Using perjured testimony, that he helped develop the prosecutor-secured conviction of the 10 defendants known as the Wilmington 10. The group was sentenced to a cumulative total of 282 years. Jenkins asserts that the prosecution had broad support from political and community leaders who wanted to prevent Chavis from stirring up more demonstrations in Wilmington and other parts of the state. Early appeals of the conviction and sentencing on the grounds of prosecutorial and judicial misconduct, were unsuccessful. Many in North Carolina believe that Chavis and others in the group were guilty of something, even if they didn't put a match to Mike's grocery. But people in other parts of the country and in many other lands took up the cause of the Wilmington 10, and the groups pummeled North Carolina with petitions and demonstrations that cast a negative shadow on our state, something similar to the one that's cast today by House Bill 2. These activities also mobilized and provided an organizational vehicle for supporters of other progressive calls, just as the Women's March on Washington did this year. In January 1979, Governor Jim Hunt shortened the sentences of the Wilmington Ten, but still leaving some of them in prison. Finally, in 1980, a federal appeals court uh, throughout all those convictions, and then later, of course, was the full pardon from Governor Purdue. But still, uh, the Wilmington 10 story is for many a flashpoint of history that will burn for many years to come. This is D.G. Martin.